All right, welcome to episode 23 of the Malapert Smart Wrestling Podcast. I have two distinguished guests with me today. Uh, Robert is here, Robert Toe, as uh, he goes by on the social medias. Thanks for being here. Man, my friends have really been coming through for me lately to uh, help me out with this with this podcast. It's been great, man. I've had Robert on. I had Brian on last week. It was a good show. And we got Robert on this week. So I'm excited. And, of course, we got Vlad, the wrestling expert. Say hello, Vlad. Hello, everyone. Obviously, I've been on every show. I want that on record. I want that in my tombstone. <laughs> He's been on every show of the Malapert on... Network. That's exactly. true. He's been on all 23 episodes, 23 for 23, tied with me. So, <laughs> yes. good job. <laughs> all right. I'm tied with the host of the show, yes. Well, listen, it's been a tough week. All kinds of horrible garbage things going on in my life. And in the world of wrestling, too, um, Bray Wyatt died. So I, I hate having to do something like this. So weird. It's the first time I've, I've had to do this on this show to talk about a death and pay tribute, I guess, since we're, we're in the industry now. We're in the business. We can't just go along and do a show without saying something about this. Obviously, it's really horrible. I'm 35 right now, and he was 36 um, so that's extremely, extremely young out of nowhere. And I mean, I thought he was a cool character. I mean, I know, I know in the wrestling scene, he got some criticism for being too, uh, supernatural, I guess was the criticism, you know, and it didn't really fit in, but you know, so was the undertaker, you know, the undertaker was throwing lightning bolts from the ceiling and, you know, starting spontaneous fires and stuff. So. You know, you can't really say that, I think. But otherwise, um, what do you think, Vlad? Were you more into the uh, the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt, or the Fiend? Were you a Fiend guy uh, or a Wyatt family guy? <laughs> I have to say because I watched more of it. Because when he became the Fiend, I wasn't really watching. So the Wyatt family um, is more memorable in my to me as far as like a a group that he had, you know, with. Eric Rowan, and of course, you know, uh, you know, I mean, so many people dying. You know, it's just crazy. You know, Two thirds of the Wyatt family uh, have already died. You guys can hear me, right? I'm sorry, I don't know yeah. if you guys are hearing me. Okay, oh yeah, sure. you sound good. Okay, great. I just wasn't sure. Um, anyways, yeah. So I mean, of course, I'm more of a. I just I'm more of a Wyatt family because I've seen more of that more than I've seen him be the fiend. Um, and I've seen, I missed, that's when I really wasn't watching a lot of wrestling, you know, from, I only started watching like mid 2019 on again. And I don't know when he was doing that Dean stuff, but it wasn't something that I saw live. He, you, you saw some of the fiend during the pandemic though, didn't you? He was, uh, when they were doing those, uh, empty stadium shows and then he you was know, doing not really. Firefly not really, Funhouse. I wasn't until recently watching a lot of WWE either. I, mean, I just was initially just watching only AEW, and then I just figured let's just watch both. But it took me a while to get to that point where I figured like you know it's like a full time, it's like taking maybe like a part time job, you know, like watching this that much wrestling, you know. Uh, so I just wanted to stick to AEW for a while, but then I figured let you know I'm already in this wrestling thing. Let's just go into it, you know, the whole thing. But so I missed a lot of. Uh, 
the Bray Wyatt. But WWE so. started picking up too. Like they started getting better with the Bloodline yeah. storyline, Roman Reigns. So it was like yeah. worth watching again after the pandemic. Right. So uh, I think, but yeah, there, there was only some recently, but no, he didn't come back as the Fiend. He just came back as, no. as, as Bray, Bray Wyatt. So, right. well, let, let me hear some from Robert. Robert, what about you? Do you have a favorite Bray Wyatt character? Uh, I mean, I I did like the Fiend, but I I like the um the Wyatt family, uh, his persona with the Wyatt family a little bit better. I thought that was mem- more memorable for me. Um, I I still remember uh his feud with John Cena and he had kids singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. Remember that? <laughs> that was really good. That was, that was good. Really what good. I was gonna mention as one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it, it it actually tripped John Cena out. He was like, "Oh my God, he he has a he has control of these kids. What am I gonna do?" <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm I was like genuinely really sad about his passing because um, I think he's very very talented. Um, he has a lot of natural charisma, which um, you know I can't say that at least to to the same extent that I could say about him. I can't really say that about most um other wrestlers in either WWE or AEW so it's really sad that yeah he passed and uh the fact that I'm older than him <laughs> by like three years it, it's I, I didn't even know he was 36 until I, I found out you know uh about his death that he was 36 years old I'm like man he had he he had so much more to give <laughs> so yeah it sucks yeah definitely <clears throat> well and do you have any uh, fond Bray Wyatt memories yourself, Vlad? Which one was your favorite? I don't know about a favorite. You know, I, I wasn't like a big follower of his career, but I will say what I appreciated about him is that he had a certain cadence the way he spoke. It really came through in, in his promos that was captivating, despite not always making sense, or at least not making sense to me, right? But it just kept you invested, kept you interested. He just had a way of talking, a way of the delivery just, just made you interested in whatever was going on in the in Bray Wyatt's world. So he was a captivating, like to, to Robert's point, he was a really captivating, charismatic character and personality. Definitely had an interesting mind for wrestling. I think he saw it one way. Well, maybe others didn't agree with some of the things that he had, like, you know, creative-wise. I think that you need some of that creativity sometimes, you know, to, you know, to branch out. So... You know, it's it's an ebb and flow type thing, but you know, I do appreciate that he was a captivating character. He was quite important uh, to that company for quite a while, for you know, for long stretches. And he, you know, he was a champion, you know, a couple times over. And you know, and, and but the saddest thing, of course, that he you know he died so young. It seems to have COVID seems to have played such a role in it. You know, it's it's all sad and stuff. But I can't pick out one specific memory. I I you know. Because, because I'm not like I didn't follow his career like that, but you know I do remember his feuds with, you know, like you said, Cena, and then some stuff that he had with uh, Daniel Bryan when when Bryan was in WWF or WWE, you know, things like that kind of stick in my head a little bit because those are the things I've seen and, and watched. But he's a very captivating character. I know he also had a thing with Undertaker first stretch maybe was was for a you know brief stretch when Undertaker was there. So, anyways. Uh, long story short, it's sad when they, when when wrestlers and people that you follow and you know you want to do well die so young and, and you know it's, it's tragic. It's tragic. What else can you say? 
Well, for me, um, I like that second WrestleMania feud during the pandemic with Cena, oh, the one yeah. with the pandemic paper that had that really weird match yeah. in the Firefly Funhouse that was all like the cinematic, ma- the cinematic match. Yeah, I love different that. universes. That was that was a trip. That was beautiful. I thought that was great for us who had nothing at that point. Like wrestling was the only yeah. thing going live and continuing, and uh, they they really did what they could at that point without any fans, which which turned out to be really cool. I think a lot of wrestling fans appreciated that too. Even people who don't like the the things that sell out the business and make it look fake, even those people admit it. It was just like a cool thing. But um, other than that, um, I I like the the first feud with Cena was was epic, dude. It was freaking epic. That was uh, the one that had a. Uh, Cena questioning his legacy, right? That he had to protect his legacy. <laughs> that was one of the best yeah. video packages. But unfortunately, I think the, at the end of his career, there was like a big struggle amongst the people writing the show or booking the show about whether or not they could use a guy like Bray Wyatt, you know? Because for a while, he was getting pushed immensely as the, as the Fiend, taking all kinds of crazy damage and taking 50 curb stomps. And then suddenly they just gave up on it, and then they jobbed him out to Goldberg in Saudi Arabia, and um, and then he went away for a while, and then Triple H took over from Vince, and brought him back, and let him have another run at the end. And uh, I don't know, I, I from what I heard, there, but from what we hear, who knows what what of what we hear through the internet community like means anything, but. It seemed like there was once again creative differences when he was leaving and they wanted him to fight Lesnar and Lesnar didn't want to do it or something like that. And then he just disappeared. And now everyone's saying he was sick during you know that time period. So I don't, I don't know what to believe. I don't really know um, if, if his run was cut short just by the illness at the end or if they were going to go in a different direction creatively. Because I think Vlad even said that that LA Night feud didn't really work that good. I mean, not, nothing against Bray Wyatt. No, we're not trying to criticize no. the guy, but it just no. didn't really land. And uh, like, it was like, from where were they going to go from there? It was kind of, it was up in the air. Like nobody really knew, and maybe they couldn't figure anything out. I don't know, but yes, it is very sad, and that's that. I'm pretty sure I didn't see SmackDown today, but I'm pretty sure it was a tribute show. I'm guessing it must have been. I bet it was. So I would assume well, they had they had something for sure. I'm yeah, sure at the that. time of of us recording this, uh, SmackDown just ended, so I didn't get a chance to watch it. I just got home from doing things. But anyways, let's move on from that sad subject to some uh, modern wrestling talk because we got a bunch of reviews to get to. So let's put that behind us. Well, also Terry Funk died. I don't know if anyone wants to say anything about that. <laughs> but I mean. He's, I just want to say real quick, he was sick for a while, but he is a revolutionary wrestler. I remember him, my Terry Funk memories are not from like, obviously the 80s and the 70s where he's mostly known from, but from his run in ECW, I think a lot of 90s wrestling fans remember him from there. And of course his run in WWF when he came back as Chainsaw Charlie, you know, I think a lot of wrestling fans remember him as well as at least the Attitude Era wrestling fans remember him as 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 that. I mean, they knew him as Terry, they still knew that it was Terry Punk, but obviously it was, you know, it's fun to see him in a different kind of persona. 
He's, I mean, what can you say? He's, he's been a wrestler for, what, 50 years or something like that? He was, it was crazy. He was a champion. Well, he was taken. Every, sorry to interrupt you, Vlad. Yeah, yeah, that's just what we got to mention. It was taking crazy bumps at the end, and he was old. He was already, like, freaking yeah. really old, and he was doing that. And it, it was, like, incredible, but it turned out that there were consequences. So, yeah, I, don't, yeah, I mean, sure, I don't think, but, you know. I think it was worth it. Well, I mean... He, he was almost 80 years old. I guess that's not considered that old in today's age anymore. But, you know, he lived a No, but he suffered, life. though. Like, from what, what we, yeah. The, yeah, that he was in pain, literally, like, just the whole time. Mick Foley's been saying stuff like that, too. So, yeah, when of you throw yourself what, off a building. That, yeah, that, when that you. Of course. <laughs> I would imagine he's, have... he's in pain every day. But what I'm trying to say is that I don't think I ever really enjoyed seeing people get brutalized like if I, if none of that ever happened i don't think it would have changed my enjoyment of wrestling you know that's not really what i enjoy about wrestling like i'm more into like the angles and the storylines and you know you could do like a beatdown scene without someone actually getting hurt so sure but there was a group of wrestling fans that did like that type of style that he did it well mostly he did an ecw where he was you know Going the th the thumbtack. Well, he also did it in Japan, of course, too. But thumbtacks, the you know the hardcore wrestling, going into like a, like going through fire or going onto fire, going through tables, all that stuff. barbed wire, barbed wire matches, right? Those were what he was kind of famous for, right? So all that stuff does take a toll on your body, that's for sure. Taking those type of crazy bumps onto those type of things. So I'm sure that pl played a hand in why he passed, but. I mean, you, you try to remember, he's, he is a Hall of Famer. He's one of the great wrestlers of all time. I think I think anybody would say, anybody that really kind of followed wrestling would say so. I mean, he had such a long and lengthy career. Anyways, he was he was great. He was great from even when, even, even the stuff that I saw when he was already older. So I could only imagine, like, how he was in his prime, you know, type of thing. Yeah, but I just, I just wanted to make my point that I think it's, at some point it gets irresponsible. Yes. Yeah. Like uh, when you're that age and maybe yeah, Sting has this know. issue, you know, Sting that's is in his 60s know. and he's flying off stuff. I remember that's there was one show. That, Sorry, that's, go ahead, Robert. That's the point that you're making is something that um, will we'll get brought back up in the the Dynamite review. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. One, one of the segments. Sure. Yeah. So... Um, that's all I was going to say about that, that it was just, it just wasn't worth it. I remember seeing him in 2005 when they did ECW One Night Stand. And uh, mm. it was, it was, no one ever knew if there was going to be another ECW show. So they did one show at the Hammerstein Ballroom, and it looked exactly like the old ECW shows. And I think Terry Funk teamed up with Mick Foley. But this is just from my memory. It might have been right. that year or, or the year after. And then they had this crazy hardcore match where they right. went through tables and fire and all that and stuff. Sure. sure. And, yeah. uh, you know... Okay, cool. It was it popped the crowd and it was crazy environment and it was amazing, but it's not worth it. Is what I'm trying to say. Like it, when I look back on it, I'm like, was that memory worth it for these people to take all that damage? I don't really think so. You know, they could figure another way, but yeah, wait, let's wait till we talk about dynamite. Sure. Um, so let's move on. Uh, let's go to uh, our some reviews. So last time we left off at the dynamite from August 16th. So after that, there was SmackDown from August 18th, which is about a week ago now as we're recording this. But I have a bunch of notes here. Like I have the whole show 
written out like detail for detail. But I think I don't think we're gonna go through every single show from this week like that. I could I could skim through it and you know see what what uh, we think was important or what we think was good. But let's just start with SmackDown and we'll see how we feel. All right. So the show opened with the Grayson Waller effect. Um, kind of an interesting figure, this guy Grayson Waller. Before I get into what happened on the Grayson Waller effect, do you have any thoughts about him, Robert, as as a character so far? Um, I just remember him from the um, when he was still in NXT. Uh, he's not a, he's not in NXT anymore, right? Um, he, I, I thought he was a good character, and his ring work was pretty decent as well. So he there's some star potential in him. That that's all I really have to say about him, really. Vlad, how about you? He sucks. He's awful. <laughs> I don't know what to say. He's awful. He's terrible. He has. He, I don't understand. They're trying to really push it, but I don't see anything. I don't see anything there. Like there's no crowd reaction. Nobody wants to see him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see it. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing what they're seeing. Is what I'm trying to say. All right. I was. I was fishing for that answer. I was wondering <laughs> if anybody. I was like, okay, Robert's cool with them because they've been. Yeah, Vlad says they've been pushing him. He's had several of these Grayson Waller effect. TV segments on the main roster since he's been on SmackDown, like many of them, like who gets this opportunity? But some people have been, he's been, he's been rubbing some people the wrong way amongst the podcasts that I listen to. Some people don't really like him. Uh, I don't really what see if, like, what, like, what do they say? I'm just curious. I mean, just that he's not good or is there something else to it? I really don't know what it is. Cause I don't think he's that bad. Like, I really don't think he's that bad, but people just aren't taking to him. Maybe it's the Australian accent or... Um, that, that's got to be it. <laughs> yeah, it's just really annoying or something. He's just He's got this smugness about him. Maybe people just genuinely don't like him. But it's not like a heel don't like him. They just don't like him. <laughs> Australian yeah, people. Are, but I don't know, you know. I, I've i never met an Australian, really. So, But I'm sure they're nice people. But anyway, so let's move on. So this is a vehicle, this this show, to, to move along a few other s- segments, a few other storylines. So he has Ray and Santos Escobar on his show, and he's in there trying to wedge in between them and, you know, build a little rift and say, oh, you know, that was really Santos's title shot that you were supposed to, that he was supposed to have, and you kind of swooped in. But Santos was like, no, we're family. You're not going to do that to us. You're not going to drive a wedge, you know. I don't know. And interesting where that L, uh, LWO stuff could be going, I guess. I would like it if Santos kind of turned on Ray and turned heel. Because this whole nicety babyface stuff is like uh, not not really playing to Santos Escobar's really potential, I think. You know, it's just whatever. Anyone could do that role, I think. But regardless, so uh, Theory comes out and he's pissed off that. Uh, that he had to fight Ray because it wasn't scheduled to fight Ray. So he demanded that Adam Pierce come back, come out and just hand him the title back. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was pretty cool. I'm like, you know, that's true. You know, that fight shouldn't have happened. So just, so anyways, uh, LA Knights music hits. So opening segment is an LA Knight segment. Okay. So we've all been talking about it and clamoring that we want him more involved in, in getting a push. So LA Knight comes out. And obviously, uh, the crowd goes nuts. He and he dresses down Austin Theory, and um, he pushes for a match between him and Theory 
to get to, for the number one contendership, and that's what Adam Pierce agrees to at that moment. So nice spot, I think. But the one thing I didn't understand was why doesn't Austin Theory just get a title rematch? Because, you know, it was his title. Why does he have to do this match? <laughs> you know? But anyways, so they have the match, and The Miz comes out. Oh, yeah, that's true. So The Miz is on Raw. He's a Raw superstar, but he's just crossing over to SmackDown. And they're basically just joking about it now. They're like, uh, yeah, I could be on whichever show I want, you know, even though this is supposed to be like a complete, complete brand split, you know? Once again, a thing that I think buries Roman Reigns that we talked about a while ago. Okay, if people are jumping back and forth, why don't you jump back and forth and go get that World Heavyweight title? If I was really the man, I would want every belt that they came up with. But anyways, irregardless, that's a completely separate issue. But uh, how did I get on that? Oh, The Miz. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the Miz came out <laughs> to mess with L.A. Knight, okay? And then so he ends up, like, causing a major distraction, and L.A. Knight ends up losing, gets rolled up because of that, gets uh, his tights pulled and everything. So, um, okay, how about some thoughts about this L.A. Knight opening segment? He didn't win, but, you know, still prominent starting off the show. Uh, how about we start with Robert this time? I, you go ahead. I mean, I didn't watch it. I was... I don't really have a, a thoughts on it. Oh, okay. Oh, you didn't watch SmackDown, huh? Yeah, That's I didn't, true. The, only, the right. only thing I watched was Dynamite this past week. All right. Well, there you go. So I'm telling you then. So you're yeah, going so to... I'm, gonna... I'm, I'm learning all this as you're telling it, basically. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Vlad, you happy with this? Is this good enough? This is the push we wanted? Well, I don't know. I mean, he's feuding with The Miz, who's kind of a joke character. But The Miz is very talented in, in his own way. He's been with the company for a long time. I just, I mean, I don't know is how to take the feud because The Miz has been treated like such a joke for, for such a while now that it's like, it's hard to take a feud with him seriously. It's my only problem with it. Not that The Miz isn't capable. He is very capable. He's, he's great on the mic. And he's obviously a pretty solid worker in his own way. Uh, so I don't know. I'm not sure what to make of it, but it, it's been entertaining. Well, it's supposed to be a win for him. Like, it's just going to put him over and then he'll move yeah, on if that's sure, what it is, sure. right? And if that's what it is, then that's fine because it's it's a good feud, you know. And he'll oh, go, it's got to be what that is. It's got to go, be. He's got to win. So, yeah. Another thing I would mention oh, yeah. was that uh, about this segment is that Austin Theory, I think, uh, is always doing well. I really like him. I You know, I think he's he pulls off whatever you send him out there to do really well. So he was uh, upset, and I thought I thought that was funny. I thought he he sold that really well, and the match between him and uh, L.A. Knight, you know, I, is a match that well, it didn't have a clean ending, but I think there could be more there between L.A. Knight and and uh, Austin Theory. So that's a feud that I could imagine being something in the future, like maybe a WrestleMania thing, or something like that. Um, because I, I thought that was too good of a match for SmackDown. But it didn't have a clean ending, so it means they could kind of still re-explore that someday, I guess. So that was that. Uh, let's move along. How about some other angles from that SmackDown show? So um, Damage Control lost to Charlotte and Bianca in just like a blind tag team match, kind of. I mean, they're all kind of involved with each other, but it was just like a no-reason tag team match. The damage control lost. But the interesting thing was that they found Bianca in the back and beat her down. Just heel style, you know, just wanting to be bad guys. Which I thought 
I think that's cool, you know? I think that's good. That's something, you know? Damage control, pushing their weight around. Just thought I'd mention it. I like that segment. Uh, if anyone wants to say anything about damage control. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, doesn't that happen all the time on WWE? Or actually on all wrestling companies now? You just get beat down all the time in the back. It's like that's like a thing. So if it didn't happen... It doesn't happen all the time. I would say, yeah, that's a good, that's a good statement. Well, if, if you include AEW, yeah, it happens all the time. But in WWE, it's like not quite as much. So in my head, it still happens a lot. I try to um, to separate the two shows because I know AEW is out there killing the business and just flipping and dying, <laughs> oh and everybody's <laughs> getting thrown everywhere, and you know, it's just chaos and. I have to look at I have to look at WWE like in its own universe kind of you know its own storyline because I don't I don't want to be yeah. thinking like because WWE's doing all AEW's doing all kinds of backstage beatdowns that WWE's doing it too you know what I mean but it's true though it does happen so it might happen again during our reviews of some shows coming up <laughs> but okay cool. fine I just thought it was something I'm like all right at least they're giving them a personality they're being a holes and uh to me, that was that was fine. So, uh, let's see what else happened. Okay, so there was a Paul Heyman interview. This was the only thing that had to do with the bloodline on this show. Um, so that girl, dude, that girl who keeps interviewing him, that he has like, you know, kind of a beef with. Do you know which one I'm talking about? What something um, is that the Braxton? Something Braxton? Kayla Braxton is it? Oh, Kayla Braxton. So she's interviewing yeah, she's him. She's good. She's good. She's good. Yeah, their interactions are real uncomfortable. You know. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's it's real bad because because Heyman doesn't really care. Like he's he'll just treat her bad. He's like the penguin. Yeah. He's like he knows like no one's no woman's ever gonna want to be with him. So he has like exactly he no doesn't skin. care. Wow. <laughs> so he, so so he so she's interviewing him or she tries to get a comment about what's going on between the Usos, and he gets all weird with her and starts saying like, you know, oh you're coming in here asking all these personal questions about my family. What about your family? What about your dad? What's your dad up to? What's your cousin up to? You know, like getting really getting freaky with her, right? Like really creepy. And um, so that was a moment, right, Vlad? I don't know. That was a Paul Heyman moment to me. And um, the only thing that really came of it, though, was that he said that Jimmy Uso will be here next week. Okay, so that's the tribute show today that we're not covering because none of us have seen it. So I guess we'll talk about that next week if that actually happened. So, yeah. So he promised Jimmy will be there, and to me, the only thing that was uh, significant about that interview was just Paul Heyman being Paul Heyman. That could go on a Paul Heyman best of DVD, I guess. Oh, yeah. Paul Heyman is great. Paul Heyman is yeah. great. Uh, so it was also Edge's 25th anniversary, if you didn't see this, Robert, so they kept that, peppering. That I did watch, uh, but only because it, like, um, it was a YouTube video. Um, they, they showed the highlights of his final match. So that that's the only thing I know about that happened in SmackDown. Yeah, some people were expecting something weird to happen in this match or that this was a setup because they just kind of shook hands and they're like, hey, we're friends. We should have a match. You know, we always wanted to have a match. Let's go have a, like a serious like match, okay? And uh, so they had a match and nobody really turned on anybody because I think some wrestling fans kind of expect things like that when it's kind of obvious, but nothing happened. So they just had a regular match and Edge won. So good for him. Some people are saying it could actually be his last match. I don't know. So if that if that's so, that kind of was a crappy last match. Like why would why would they do it on SmackDown? 
Why not at WrestleMania? You could sell Edge's last match at WrestleMania. Was this in Toronto? Or where, where was SmackDown at? Yeah, it was, it in was somewhere in Canada. No, it was that's Toronto. true. Good point. Good point. Okay, that, that's that's probably why he he wanted his last match to be there. Maybe I, I don't know. This is well, I don't. I mean, from what I've read, <laughs> I, you know, he, he's he's been trying to work an agreement to either extend, but something's not happening. I don't know what's happening with WWE. If they're not on board, or he's not on board, so now there are rumors. Hey, maybe he could go to AEW. That's been discussed too. So. You know, I'm not saying he's on his way to AEW, but, well, you know, it could happen. I mean, and it did seem, based on the fact that his wife was there, you know, Beth Phoenix, and his, I don't know if his kids were there, but it seemed like he was, he was emotional, she was emotional. It did seem like it was, like, maybe a last match type of situation. Ah, oh, man. I kind of doubt it. I'm not really Is seeing he? that, but okay. Oh, that he could I'm... go to AEW, or that it is his last, which, which one? No, that it'll be his last match. I yeah, think I he might. I don't see him going to AEW, but I also don't think that's his last match. He'll... It was the 25th anniversary, so it was worth having him just out there to have a match. But I think he'll, they can come up with something else. To... So Someone should bring him out of retirement, some heel or something, and be like, oh, that's it? You just want to retire now? Like, uh, you know, that would be a good way to, to, to kind of put some shine on a bad guy. But uh, I think they could do that for a WrestleMania, not not this. That's just my my feeling about it. Well, so that was basically that was uh basically it for SmackDown. No Bloodline stuff, you know. I guess the LA Knight being involved, not really much else. Um, so, I, I would you call that a thin show, Vlad, or no? It was thin. It was they gave thin. the people what they wanted, though. They gave the people the megastar, LA Knight. What do you mean it was thin? It's like if you went to the, to the show and you saw Stone Cold, you'd be like, "Oh, that was no man. That's that's all anybody needs to see right now, right? You just see his wow. presence and his aura, you like and you're like, see, oh, you're like, oh, you like, oh, you like, oh, that doesn't make, the, whole, that doesn't show. make the whole show good. <laughs> just that was like, man. man, I've seen I've seen episodes of Raw where like Stone Cold literally was on, not on the show for the entire time, and then he just came in at the last two minutes and beat up Vince, and that was it, you know. But okay. No, I mean I agree with you. I'm playing. I'm playing devil's advocate. It seemed like a thin SmackDown. Okay, it's when it's you know at least when it started out with LA Knight, but then there was really nothing after that. So um, let's see. Collision August nineteenth was the next night. So that was a few days ago now, as we're recording. So the show started with Samoa Joe. Did you see this one, Robert? You didn't hear about no. this one. I, I was I was working that day. All right. So Samoa Joe is gonna fight this jobber guy named the Golden Vampire. And then uh, the golden vampire just like jumps, jump starts it. <laughs> this guy, the golden vampire, just jump starts the match and just fucking starts whooping on Samoa Joe, <laughs> like beating his ass outside of the ring, throws him in the ring, and then gives him the what? What's the move called? What's what's CM Punk's move called? Flat. <laughs> Go to sleep. Uh, the go, go to sleep. sleep. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say the get the hell out of here. Okay, <laughs> the GTS. At, at that point, you know it's punk, right? So, and then oh, he took yeah. off the mask, oh, 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 oh. and it's punk. Okay, that's what happened. And then he he accepted the match that Samoa Joe challenged him to last week. Because Samoa Joe said, "Fight me, bitch," and then uh, Punk said, "I accept, bitch." So. 
There you go. So, so it was CM Punk in a mask. That that's what it was. Yeah. It was like a full costume. It was a full costume. Wow. But I don't think the bell rang, so it wasn't really a match. He just kind of f gave yeah. him to go to sleep, and that was it. The the bell never rang, so it was not an official match between Punk and Joe. That I thought about that because I was like, did the bell ring or what? Because that could count as a win. But okay. Anyways, what do you think of that, Vlad? What do you think of this opening scene? Liked it. Liked it a lot. I mean, it was obvious from the get-go that it was punk. But, you know, I remember something similar. But when, um, but at least DDP and when Macho Man and DDP were feuding in the, in the mid-90s, DDP dressed up as La Parker. But at least that was a character, like, that was in WCW, you know, to kind of fool Macho Man until, and then, like, getting the best of them, right? Yeah, but here he just dressed up as like a nobody, and it was obvious in the get-go. Some things I'm like, I know Joe's been feuding with like beating jobbers the last couple of weeks, but this was <laughs> this was a full costume. It looked really ridiculous. So I'm like, this this doesn't look great. I'm like, I know he's been having some job matches, but even this is. You know, I agree with you that they could have done a, a little more with that costume. You were right. If they could have just chose any luchador off the roster and just let him wear his mask or something. And well, they could to... because I mean, Punk. Oh, well, unless like he was also wearing some kind of shirt or something, because you know, Punk's known for his tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying they could have disguised it a little better because it, it was kind of stupid. For sure, Punk, Joe was an idiot for falling into that trap. <laughs> and then how... like, the golden vampire? Who the, the golden vampire? <laughs> that was Joe. And I was like, a... I'm dying yeah, just like... hearing that golden vampire. <laughs> I mean, it was a dumb name and a dumb looking, dumb looking gimmick. So the fact that Joe fell for it makes it makes you think that he's not too bright. Is basically what you're kind of saying. But it, but it was good. It was. I kind of watch Collision now just because of that. Just watch that that segment. Yeah, just watch it because it's really quick. It's like an eight minute thing, so it happened really quickly. Yeah. So I mean, it was good. I still liked it, but yeah, obviously there's issues with it. But you know, for for being Malapart smarts like we are, like we're known to be. You could take issue with anything, and I could take issue with this, but I still enjoyed it. I mean, it's been done before. It's a classic wrestling kind of trope, but at least here it was, I was mildly, I was entertained. I can't say I wasn't. I enjoyed it. Well, what about just the the weak, just lines like, you know, fight me, bitch. You're, you know, I accept, bitch. Like, come on, that's so simple and like childish. It's like you've got your own show, and this is what you came up with. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, so you're saying you didn't like you didn't like that opening segment. You didn't like that he dressed up and then kind of. I thought I, I, I thought it was creative. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, I, I thought the, what ruined it is who he dressed up as and the wrestling name that he gave. You know, the Golden Vampire is ridiculous. It's a, nobody should fall for the Golden Vampire as a wrestler. You know, even if it was like some independent schmo that they got from like. I don't even know where, but, you know, I think the show was somewhere in Kentucky, but but they got him, like, in the middle of Kentucky. It was still not making any sense, but I know what you're saying, but I still enjoyed it. All right, all right, yeah. Well, we're we're being Malapert's marks here. I'm I'm trying to... I'm trying to criticize this. I don't know. For me, it didn't really land that that great. I'm not really loving this Joe feud. I'm like, okay, so you wanted to work with people that you want to work with, and this is what we get. And I'm like, it's okay. It's like it's like the damage control thing from SmackDown. I'm like, it's a thing. At least they did a thing. 
to try to be interesting. But I'm not saying I was so really in love with this. But that's 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 it. Anyways, uh, let's move along. So what else do we have on Collision? So there was Jay White against Dalton Castle, which uh, I don't know if you know Dalton Castle, Robert, but I'm actually kind of a fan. I think he's I think he's uh, extremely professional with his gimmick. You know, he's he really like it. It seems real when he does it. When other people when they do their gimmicks, it seems like they're kind of just faking it. You know what I mean? But so what is what is his gimmick? He's this like flamboyant guy. He's got oh. the boys with him. They're like his his servant boys. It seems kind of, you know, flamboyant. I guess is the word I could use. Okay. If you know what if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and the, his boys they help him out, but they're also a tag team in Ring of Honor. Like they're good wrestlers, but oh. uh, they help him get out of his costume. It's it's a little you know provocative, I guess. But his, <laughs> but he's really funny. He's hilarious. You, did you watch this, Vlad? Do you have any thoughts about Dalton Castle? I think the only uh, thought I have is actually watching a little bit of the match. The guy can work. He's actually yes, a really so quality definitely. wrestler. But the problem is the gimmick. And I just disagree with Kaylin completely. This is, a, this is a losing gimmick 100% of the time. I mean, it's you can't go anywhere with this gimmick. I mean, you, where do you go? I mean, it's just too stupid for words. I mean, it's you can't take it seriously. It's... I know that there have been gimmicks like this in the past in wrestling, but they've never really, I don't think they really work. I'm sorry. I just, I, I know what they're going for, but it just doesn't seem to, I don't know. In 2023, it just doesn't seem to be like a good gimmick to go with. Um, well, but, he, but he is a good worker, a very good worker. And, I, and that was what was kind of interesting is that despite this, the dumb gimmick, the stupid gimmick, as I called it, He's very capable, very good wrestler, very good wrestler. I could see why he was in Ring of Honor all those years and why he's, you know, at least AW is giving him some some sort of time here on Collision because he, he can work, mm-hmm. definitely. Yep. It is interesting to me because I actually watch Ring of Honor. I don't really talk about it on this show just because our shows go forever. But uh, I've seen him a lot. You know, he was in a, a TV title tournament and he got to the finals and he fought Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe had to cheat to beat him. He had to low blow him when the referee wasn't looking, and Stokely Hathaway distracted him oh because, God. yeah, because Samoa Joe. The things going on in the Ring of Honor. Yeah, Joe and Stokely are are kind of in cahoots because Stokely's like one of the guys in charge. Him and Jerry Lynn. Uh, oh Lord. So, so yeah, so I see I seen some of Dalton Castle recently. I'm not I haven't seen him for many years, but I really like him. I think he's a, I think he's a good 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 worker and. I don't know what the deal yeah, is with Tony that. Khan just bringing people in and out of Ring of Honor. It's it's kind of weird to me. I kind of feel like you should just keep them one one or the other. If you're really gonna bring them to AEW, then give them like a strong AEW run. Don't just like bring them for one match, and then you know I don't know. So how how was that match with Jay White? Was it cool? It was a good match. Yeah, Vlad said it was a it was a good worker. That he was a good worker. He puts in really good work. Yep. There was uh, interactions between the Bullet Club Gold. And uh, his boys, they were kind of fighting on the outside, some some flips and stuff. And um, another, uh, an interesting uh, thing about this match was the promo afterwards. I think it got some, uh, some some people talking about Juice Robinson, because he's the most charismatic out of that group. I don't know. I when I was watching it, because Jay White got the microphone first. Tony Schiavone's trying to interview them. And I kind of zoned out on what Jay White was saying. I don't know. He's just got this accent. He's saying a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, I was spacing out. I didn't really hear what he said, okay? 
And then when Juice gets the microphone, he's just like concise, succinct. What did he say? Oh, he, he told them uh, if we put Kenny Omega in the hospital, he told Hangman Page, he was talking to Page, like if we put Kenny Omega in the hospital in two minutes, what do you think we would do to you? You idiot. And he screamed like idiot, like, <laughs> like you idiot. <laughs> Which I was like, okay, that was like one sentence. It was concise and he stole the show. And then after that, the guns talked and no one cared about what Austin and Colton were saying. So that's my review of that promo, honestly. So I, I like Juice Robinson. Um, they need to, like, feature him more. You know, he shouldn't be, like, the leader of the group. Jay White should be the leader of the group. But they need to figure out how to make him, like, the star of the show in a way like Scott Hall was without being champion. I don't know. If they could, if they could figure that out a little bit, I'd be happy. Um, all right, let's go down the card of this collision for the rest of it uh, real quick. So the guns were there. They wanted a match. So the guns and juice, they were stayed in the ring and they had a match with these guys, the iron savages. So they were just, a, they, they came out cutting a promo like these guys. They're not job guys. They're wrestlers, but they're like, no, they're job guys. They're job guys. <laughs> no, they're, job guys. they're like, <laughs> no, no, they're, they're job like guys. indie wrestlers, you know, I guess. All so right. they they came out they're, with oh this. Wait, to quote to quote Ryan, they're enhancement talent. Okay. I don't know. They're I've never heard of them before, honestly. But you know, they came out, Robert. Since you didn't see this, like with this whole spiel already, like set up to to uh, introduce themselves and tell the the crowd that they're the Iron Savages, and so they had like their persona and gimmick like set up more more than a job guy. But they had a match against Juice Robinson, and. Um, the guns. It wasn't a squash. It took some time, but the guns and Juice Robinson ended up winning. Okay, just so you know. I don't know. All right. <laughs> uh, Rouge. Oh, this segment was great. This was a weird segment. So Rouge is mad at the guys in his group. He's like, they're not cutting it. They're not good enough, right? Preston Vance and Tralistico. So he calls Jose the assistant. And he wants them. He wants him to take care of them. So then they cut to Tralistico and Preston Vance who are like somewhere in Mexico and they meet up, they, they get into like this really fancy fly car and they're going around town to bars, just drinking tequila and getting stupid drunk, right? Having a good time laughing and stuff. And then uh, they're just walking down the street and then a bunch of guys in like, <laughs> a bunch of hooded guys just grab them and throw them into a van. And so Jose, the assistant and Rouge, you know, abducted, uh, Preston Vance and Drillistico. So I guess we'll find out on wow. the next collision what the hell happened. Or maybe they'll just forget about it. Maybe we'll never hear about it again. Knowing AEW, sometimes that happens. I kind of want to see dead. what happens. They're dead. <laughs> what else? They're, they're gone. They've been kidnapped for the Mexican cartel. That's what's happened. Well, moving on. Uh, there was a Ricky Starks Please. promo. He's the star of the show, kind of. Basically, he's been the guy that they've been pushing he's got the most shine he was interviewed by shivani in the back cut a nice promo about you know how his anger comes from you know he's on he's on suspension right and he's in he's in this angle where he's being a, a manager now and he's managing big bill right what do you think about that Vlad? he just comes out with big bill you know big bill wins the match and they come out with uh with ricky starks's music though even though it's big bill coming out like it's he it's like it's him coming out i guess he takes the win like it's his, a little bit like Christian. 
a little bit like I'm gonna say, like Christian. Yeah. Well, what do you think about it? I think this? about it. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of torn if I like that this manager, well, manager role that he, you know, they kind of got him doing. But I like the ending when he whipped the guy that the jobber that Big Bill uh, beat, and he whipped him with the same belt. I, I mean, I like that. He's getting some good heat. He's a very capable uh, promo. He's a very capable worker. He's finally getting something to work with. I don't know if I like the specific part of the angle where he's like been suspended. Like I told you, it's kind of dumb because like so many things have happened in AW where like that people deserve to be suspended for nothing ever happens, but he gets suspended for this. But anyways, despite that, yes, I am rooting for him and I hope he does well. And, I, and I'm enjoying his heel persona very, very, very much. All right, well, let's let's move along. So there was some women's stuff on this show. The, the women who've been featured on this show is Willow Nightingale and Chris Statlander, and they're in a feud against Diamante and Mercedes Martinez. Any of this registering with you, Vlad? Do you like any of that or no? No, nah, I didn't care about this. I'm sorry. It has nothing to do with the people involved, but, well, I guess it does have to do a little bit with the people involved. I just don't care about the people involved. <laughs> okay, so I guess it does a bit. Well, what's what's Not wrong with the people involved? Willow is really good. You gotta admit that. I mean, she's been yeah. fantastic. Um, I'm not saying she is. I can't say she is or she isn't. But I just I'm not really captivated by anything that she's doing. Or you know, I w wouldn't keep my eyes on the screen type of thing. The I'm one thing about. I remember about this match it was Willow against Diamante, and Mercedes Martinez came in to try to like help Diamante, and then Statlander came in and wiped her out. So. It, it became a fair fight. And then Willow just pounced the shit out of Diamante. You know the move, the pounce? And Diamante just yeah. went into the guardrail. like, But she sold it like crazy. I, I thought it was good work, okay? I gave a compliment here. I watched the match. Sure. So that that's all I'll say about it. I mean, she seems like from her work that she deserves to be out there. I don't know about this storyline, though. But that's that's all I'll say about that. I'll give her a nice little compliment there. Uh, I don't know if you've know this uh, of this new uh, Tony Storm persona, Robert. Have you been seeing her on Collision? Being a little since she lost her world title, how she's been handling that and dealing with that. I have not. Well, how's she been lately? Oh, oh. <laughs> it's she's hilarious, been dude! It's, it's been fantastic. great. She's, oh, really? she's in, she's, yeah, she does backstage interviews. Well, a for a couple weeks, it was Shivani interviewing her, okay. and uh, she's just lost all her self confidence. You know. Oh. She looks, she looks hot as hell, but she's like telling Shivani, like, if I just not good enough anymore, look at the state of me. <laughs> <My God. laughs> yeah. yeah, she says this with her hair and her makeup perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just been on a roll with this, with this persona leading into uh, her four-way match at All In, which I'm really interested yeah. to see what's going to happen. I don't think she's going to win the title, though, because it doesn't seem I, like I she's... Real quick, real quick, to interrupt you. So the, the funny thing that happened in this interview is that she was like, when she was being interviewed by, I think, what's her name? Lexi a Nair? Lexi, or Lexi Nair, Nair, yeah. Lexi Nair. So she was like, I don't know who you are, but the last lady that interviewed me was rude. And it was obviously last week, but she was also being interviewed by like, <laughs> Lexi Nair. <laughs> oh, so wow. I, I, I thought that was so good. I, I popped for that. Oh, I was like, that's great. That's great. I'm like that's fantastic. Okay, she's like well, she's killing she's killing these promos. I mean, she's okay. literally just killing these promos. Me I mean, and Vlad are uh, are giving this as a highlight of Collision. Like we we look oh, forward. Oh, it's, it's a complete highlight. 
We look forward to the the Tony Storm segment. I think the last three, four weeks. And then, like, the week before, she threw her shoe at Lexi. I thought that was great, too. But, you know, it's all been great. Yeah, and this time she she told her like be more prepared, you know. It's like you know, it's yeah, be more professional. <laughs> You're interviewing a star. Be more professional. <laughs> That's hilarious. So let's yeah. see what else. Let's see what else happened. Um, oh, powerhouse Hobbs beat a jobber. This was really a jobber, and then he used Miro's move at the okay. end on this jobber. It's like a camel clutch move type of move, yeah. and uh, so then Miro came on the big screen. I can't remember anything he said, honestly. He, every time he talks no. about the same thing, you know, that yeah. he's moving on from God and he's trying to find a new thing or, or something like that. And uh, basically, they're setting this match up. It's going to be at all out, Robert, not at all in. Okay. Okay. So it's for the week after. So they're, still, they're already well, setting just, stuff up. I just want to say, I have to quote Corn- Cornette's podcast here. He said, well, it looks like Nero won his feud with God. And he's moving on to He beat God, and now he's on to something else. That's where he's been this whole time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that is pretty funny. Because really, we don't know what he's saying. And I I think Cornette said the same thing. We really don't know what it is that he's actually trying to say or what he's trying to get across. But it it does seem to be – it does seem to, like, captivate you in its own way. Because it's it's something mesmerizing about it. I don't know what it is. Again, maybe it's the way he delivers it. But – Anyway, it's the subject matter too, man. I mean, it's a controversial t- talking about God, you know, like that. So it's, it's kind of like, damn, this guy's really saying that. Whoa, <laughs> I guess. But what is he really saying? We don't um, really even know what he's saying. He <laughs> said, he says God's. He's. He, I remember him saying God's a fool. He definitely said yeah. that. This okay. fool. He said that. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah nowadays, what? Whenever he mentions God, he doesn't even say God. He's like, this fool. He's like, yeah, I'm not gonna let you do it to me like this fool did. You know, and he looks. <laughs> oh, okay, that, that that that's yeah, I can see that as controversial. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it is hilarious, but you know, I guess if he doesn't feel like he's gonna get smited, why not go for it? Anyways, the main event was Darby Allen versus the TNT champion Christian Cage, and um, it was a non-title match. Wait, Darby Allen won. Christian Cage is a TNT champion. No, Luchasaurus no. is actually. Oh, okay. I, I just, I just wanted to clarify. Okay. But, but Christian actually carries the belt and always holds it, like, like he uh, is the champion. I, I, I just, I was just a little confused right there. But go, go ahead. Yeah. Well, you have not seen like any of Collision. Like, do you just never watch Collision? I guess. Uh, well, this past Saturday I was working, and I forgot what I did the week before. But yeah. I well, since, to... ever since that first episode, when he helped Luchasaurus win the title. He says oh, yeah. he, he won that. the title, so he's yeah. been holding yeah. the belt ever he since. He just carries it. And yeah. acting like he's a champion and saying he's the champion. So that's that's the exactly. running gag. Well, after the match, oh, now... I was, now, I was I, being I, sarcastic, right? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But okay. <laughs> well, I figured oh, you, you knew something. You yeah, actually, I knew about that. <laughs> um, well, maybe he, think, maybe he might have missed, like, one week where actually something happened. And, no, no, just the past couple of weeks. I, I know, okay. I know. No, 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 no. Nothing happened. Luchasaurus is still the champ. So uh, what happened after the match, though, is Darby Allen got the pin clean, and uh, they proceeded to try to whoop his ass. And, uh, oh, they did. They left him laying, and they got Tony Schiavone to grab the mic and count the three on Darby Allen and declare Christian the TNT champion. So... (laughs) 
That was a pretty asshole thing to do. I guess there's been a lot of assholery going around the wrestling world, as Vlad says. You're right. Now now that I'm seeing all these shows, everyone's just peeling it up. Huh? No, no, nothing's registering to Vlad. Damage Control just whooped Bianca Belair's ass in the back. He's like, well, that happens all the time. What do I care? <laughs> well, yeah, sort of. That wasn't exactly what I said, but it was close enough. All right, let's move along to Monday Night Raw. We're... Uh, we're getting close to an hour, so we're gonna try to do Raw and Dynamite real quick. Um, Raw was Raw is Raw, so let's let's run through it. Um, oh God, I gotta mention though that this whole thing because they were in Quebec this time, and I was so annoyed by KO and Sami Zayn going out there and trying to be baby faces. I'm like, ugh. Well, they are baby faces though. But it's so it's like they're I'm rolling my eyes like okay they're talking French and it's only the Quebecers that understand them. I'm like oh my God, this is so lame. I just thought it was lame, yeah. okay? Maybe I was in a bad mood that day, but whatever. Um, Probably. So what happens? Judgment Day come out because it's their show, right? They run Judgment Day. And uh, they get into a thing with... Uh, did you see any of this, Robert, or no? no. I don't think you watched So I, I don't know anything that happened in Raw, except I, I heard about something about Chad Gable, but go, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get to that. But anyways... Um, so they they uh, challenged them to a match for tonight. It's going to be the main event against Judgment Day, and Judgment Day got to figure out who is good, who out of the four of them are going to be in the match. So you know they throughout the show they go backstage, they show them kind of bickering and squabbling, you know, trying to figure it out. And then Rhea has been the one who's been like the dominant one, and it's like if you don't guys, you guys don't figure it out, I'm going to figure it out for you. So. Uh, that's what happened in the end. By the time it got to the main event, she literally was, I don't think she was grabbing them by the ear, but she was pushing She was pushing in Finn Balor and Damian Priest and like, go do it, you know, go get it done. <laughs> so she pushed them out there to, to the match and they ended up, uh, what happened? They ended up losing. They got disqualified because Dominic came in and, you know, cost them the match, caught, got caught interfering and then they were going to beat down uh, KO and Sammy in front of their home crowd, but Cody Rhodes came out to uh, save them, and then it turned into a six-man tag, which Judgment Day again proceeded to lose. So, good God. I, if that's not a burial, Vlad, then what uh, is? Are you guys... I, how long have I been saying this? Have I not... I've been saying it week after week. This is their top heel group on this brand, and they lose all the time. I say this all the time, nobody pays attention. It's like, oh, this is okay. They still have their heat. They're good. No, this is not good, dude. This is not good. Uh, if you want your heel group to get over, they have to win matches against some top competition. Well, you know, Brian was like, no, no, they still have their heat. Last week, he was saying that when I said they lost together. Well, last at week, least last oh. week, they left their, They left somebody laying. This week, they lost sure. the match, and then they just lost fucking clean Stone Cold. Like, it's over for this group. This group is getting broken up somehow. You can't recover well, from that, this. WWE don't do this AW type of stuff where, like, you just lose clean and then you come back tomorrow and pretend like it didn't happen. No, this means something that when you lose clean on this show. So they're getting buried, and this is the end. I think they're going to break up. Maybe. I mean, they sh there's been talk, obviously, about, right, I think somebody mentioned the priest and, and Finn stuff. The tension there could lead to the breakup of that group. But Have they been teasing yeah. that? Yeah. So. <laughs> For a while now, so I think it probably will happen, but you know, I don't think it's been handled very well because, well, I mean, it's been handled. If that's the point, is just for the breakup. Yes, that's fine. But 
if the point was actually to get this group over, I think they kind of failed because they're constantly just looking dumb and, and silly and they're always losing. So it's hard to take them seriously every time they come out talking about how they run the show when they yeah, lose. Yeah, I'm getting to that point, especially after this loss. Like, I'm telling you, that's how I feel. So, I've been saying it for weeks, but nobody listens. Finally, somebody I listens. feel it now. I feel it now. Now it feels like they're they're a weak group, honestly. So Thank you, yes. Unless they get their heat back next month. I'm, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Unless they, unless they win next week, then I'll be on their side again. Yeah. That didn't take long. <laughs> well, look, uh, let's go over some other storylines and see if Vlad thinks they're ridiculous. So, uh, yes. the New Day defeated Drew McIntyre and Riddle. And, no, 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 no. Let's skip all that. Come on. That's, come on. That's, we got to. I got to mention how Drew McIntyre, how far he's fallen because he's okay, in a storyline. Come on, dude. This I guy was, this guy was during the pandemic going to like going to yeah. get pushed to the moon. They, they let him yeah. beat Lesnar clean at WrestleMania. And now he's like in this angle where he's telling Riddle like, dude, I don't want to be your partner. I don't, uh, you know, and then Riddle's trying to convince him otherwise. So. So yeah, you were like, skip it, okay? So you don't like this, okay? We don't we don't even need to get your comment, okay? It's just sad yeah, to me though. What happened here? What happened? Was it was it that it was Vince that was gonna push Drew, and then when Triple H took over, just didn't have the same idea? Was it because what was wrong with Drew? I don't know. I thought he was doing fine. He was he could do whatever you ask of him, but now he's like all the way at the bottom of the card. So it's just kind of weird mm, to me. I would say he's a mid card guy. I don't think he's completely under card, but. He's all right. He's okay, but you know, he, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think you could put him over some of the guys that are currently like the champions or something well, like that. This storyline so, is pretty bad. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, anything, it's, it's anything, looking anything like they're going to make them a tag team, right? Because well, yeah, anything with Riddle is usually pretty bad. You know, oh. uh, I, I I personally think you know I, I don't know where Robert stands on Riddle. I don't, I don't, I, I don't I, see how they would mesh well together. I don't know. It's... Well, kind of the same way he probably, maybe the way he meshed with Randy Orton, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, uh, I guess I'll just say that anything that, when it involves the New Day and now Riddle, is not something that I I, I definitely forwarded through most of this whole thing. But I, I got the gist of it, yes. I got the gist. All right, so let's move along. So this is what Robert was talking about earlier. So Chad Gable did fight for the Intercontinental title against Gunther, and he beat him. Count out. He rocked him with a crazy move that sent Gunther out, and he got counted out to 10. So his first loss on the main roster was to Chad Gable. Put him over. But no title change. So, okay. so I, I, didn't, I didn't know about that. I didn't know there was no title change. All I heard was that uh, Chad Gable beat Gunther. So, no. all right. Okay. No, they're probably going to fight again, but it's – it's uh, it's Probably uh, a payback. Yeah, at at the next pay per view. Okay. Anyways, yeah. uh, let's move along. We got more. Well, just real quick, I just, I just want to say, just real quick. I know, I know, I know. We have a lot to go through. Chad Gable is an exceptional wrestler, an exceptional talent. The fact that they've been wasting him in this silly, silly gimmick where he did the shush, thank you, you know, is beyond me. This guy is an exquisite wrestler. I, I mean, he the match with Gunter was tremendous. Tremendous. Both guys were fantastic. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even. I can't make sense of WWE uh, booking sometimes. Why make this guy into a joke when he is so cap when he's capable? I, I don't. I just don't understand it. Don't understand it. 
one bit. Why? Why? The guy is tremendous. He's probably a, like a shorter version of Kurt Angle. You know, he's just a shorter version of him. Yeah, you know, he's that's, just a that's the same. That's the same vibe I get too. Like uh, regarding Chad Gable, he's exceptional. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand the booking on Chad Gable at all. But I mean, okay, that's all I got on that. I, I mean, I, I'm happy that he's now feuding with Gunter, and that's like a legit angle because that really was the highlight of the show for me. That yeah. was this was it. It's only because he never won a gold uh, gold medal with a broken freaking neck. That's why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, that does put you over when you do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's run through the rest of these angles real quick. Uh, Rhea Ripley, she's in a feud with uh, Raquel Rodriguez, right? So Rhea Ripley was fighting Candice LeRae, Beater. and then Raquel came in and they fought off afterwards, right? So that's that's just a fiery feud. They're, she's they're they're yeah. going at it. They're going head to head. Not really much to say I'm good, about it. I'm good with, I, but I'm good with this. This is a good feud. I like. It. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll just yeah. Keep it I want to. I want to see the match. Yeah. I want to see the match. Uh, Shinsuke finally uh, revealed what he whispered to Seth Rollins. It was that <laughs> I know you have a back problem, and so apparently he has something to attack him with when they have their match. I still think Seth Rollins is going to win, though. But did you see this pro, uh, this uh, package, this video package? I thought it was, I thought it was a nice showcase of him, you know, facial expressions, you know, being showing a little bit of his charisma. Uh, what did you think? Any anything positive to say about Shinsuke here, or no? You don't like this? You're talking to me, right? Yeah. I yeah, Vlad. Right, Robert did not Robert see, didn't Robert see Robert it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I saw this in YouTube. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. The, 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 the package. I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, that was it. Uh, it was really short, so. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Uh, yeah, it was okay. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Nakamura uh, or Seth, for that matter, as far as character goes. So, yeah, you know, it was what it was. All right, so there was more. Oh, man, this was a long show. Jesus. Becky and Trish, <laughs> they had a promo battle because they're going to have a steel cage match in a couple weeks. Trish was in Canada, but she was still talking shit about Canadians to be a heel, which I thought was yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. L.A. Knight, he was hanging out on commentary, roasting the shit out of the Miz the whole time he was fighting his match. He fought uh, Tazawa because it was he just wanted an easy match, so he made it. He booked an easy match for himself. But uh, L.A. Knight came out, messed with him, and then in the end, he ended up laying out Miz right as he left as as uh, yeah. He left the arena, so that continues their feud. A little bit of L.A. Knight on SmackDown, who all, who also said, "Oh yeah, on Raw," and he also mentioned, "Yeah, if if he can come to SmackDown, why can't I come to Raw?" So, what the hell is this? This is annoying me, honestly. I think they should keep it separate because they made such a deal out of it and they separated the titles. Whatever. I'm so annoyed by that, but I'm gonna move along anyways. Okay, so. My favorite storyline of the night is uh, Piper Niven declaring herself Chelsea Green's partner, because Chelsea Green, because <laughs> uh, well, Chelsea, I don't know if you know this, but uh, what's her name? Be- uh, Sonya, Sonya Deville. Sonya. Sonya Deville got hurt. Oh so, yeah, she's in- injured, legitimately injured. Right? Yeah, so yeah. so uh, she didn't want to relinquish yeah. Uh, yeah, the tag titles. Chelsea didn't want to relinquish her titles. So she was going to hold tryouts to, like, you know, choose a new partner. But Piper Niven just kind of busted in there. This was the week before. 
and said, I'm your new partner. And he said, she, and she was like, didn't want her to be, but she, she was kind of bullied into it. <laughs> so, but it's being, it's been very beneficial because they had a match today against uh, two of the new, uh, the new girls, Katana Chance and Caden Carter. And they, they won real easily because of Piper Niven. She, she was huge. Right. And she did this like cross body on, onto uh, who was it? Somebody took a, a mean bump, but, uh, one of the girls, I forgot if it was Chance or Carter, but Piper Niven threw her like entire body on her and just took a crossbody, and that was the end of the match. It was crazy. It's another thing you got to see, Robert. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text this to you later. Yeah, sure. Was... Yeah, send it to me. I'll watch it. <laughs> so I like that storyline a lot, personally. I like Chelsea Green. I think she's hilarious. Um, so that was raw, all the angles basically. I did it out of order, but whatever. Um, Vlad. Since we yeah. uh, took the time to watch NXT on Tuesday, do you want to at least talk about Ava's match that you saw or no? Because we watched NXT on Tuesday. This was Heat Wave from August 22nd. And Ava had a match against uh, Ivy Nile from Diamond Mind. And uh, it, was yeah. a, it was a short match, only two minutes, basically. Basically, she was, like, dominating her. Very odd. She was, like, beating her ass, and then she got, like, countered and submitted real quick and Ava had like her old her whole group with her the schism and these are all guys like in weird masks and they came they were trying to help her after the match and they all got their ass kicked too this one girl beat Ava and her whole, entire group what the? that, that was it yeah and then it was it was weird because the storyline continued in the back because um her some of her cohort guys or whatever her minions carried her to the back and she's cutting a promo on this girl that just beat her, Ava is. And she's she's trying to tell her like, oh, the, I, the argument, I would listen very carefully to this. It took me like two, three times to like kind of understand what she was trying to say. But basically she said, oh, you were trying to do permanent damage to me and my arm, but we stopped you. You failed because you're a failure. <laughs> so she calls her out again. She calls her out to the back it's, to meet up. Uh, by that tree. So these are like segments that are like interspersed throughout NXT. So she calls her ass out. We go do more matches. And then uh, we come back and the girl comes, Ivy Nile. So she shows up to, to fight her supposedly. But it turns out that the two guys in the mask were with the other girl. Cause they, so oh. he, she, she tells them, okay, take her out, beat her. And they don't do it. And she's like, what the fuck? Why don't you listen to me? And then, so they grab her. And they, I don't know, they rough her up, but they don't really show it on camera. And I guess they kidnapped her. And they, they're telling um, the schism that if you don't fight us next week and give us our reinstatement in, back into NXT, we're not going to let you see Ava ever again. So pretty wild story going on here uh, between <laughs> the time and mine and the schism. Hey, say some of that stuff is uh, pretty illegal. Um... <laughs> But okay, <laughs> roll with it. Well, look, I'm not going to talk about that. I think the the story was beyond stupid. It was it was an AEW like segment, but I I will say that she is a good like I don't know what her wrestling abilities are yet. It's hard to tell from this one match. She is she's she's kind of like a you know she's bulky. She's big. She seems like she could be, you know, she needs to gain some like more muscle. But she's she's a good looking athlete. And I think there's something there, possibly. Yeah. Uh, there's potential there. There's in that two there. minutes. I'm, I'm, 
I'm only going to talk about that part of it. The, what, what's going on is actually the angle I don't want to even discuss because that doesn't deserve. Oh, what you just said, Kaelin, hurt my head. <laughs> <laughs> it, hurt, it hurts me deep inside. Just thinking about everything you just said. Well, this is for Brian, who's not here today, but he wants us to review NXT. So I'm going to at least try to watch some of it nowadays. But I'm not going to go through the whole thing today because there was a lot weirder stuff than that, to be honest, if, oh. if I were to. Uh, well, there was one good match. It was that it was the first time you saw one of those Heritage Cup matches where they have like rounds. This was one of the better ones. Uh, Noam Dar beat Nathan Frazier, the heel, and then he spit on him afterwards. Right, Vlad? That I saw. That was pretty crazy. That, I that I like right. I like both those guys personally. I mean, I I like the idea of the Heritage Cup. I don't know if you know about this, Robert. Well, there's a cup. It's like a championship, but it's not a belt. It's a cup. Okay. But but it's challenged under Heritage Cup rules, which is three-minute rounds, mm -hmm. and usually six rounds if it's a title match. And you know, if if you win a if you win a fall, the round ends, basically. Okay. So it's kind of cool. It's like a, a little bit like a boxing match, but yeah, that's uh, what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it gets interesting. Like this one was really interesting. I don't want to go through it blow for blow with you guys since you guys didn't watch it. You don't know any of these characters involved, but. Um, that that's another positive I would say about the show. Uh, other than that, I'm not gonna go through the whole. Uh, what was there? Carmelo Hayes beat uh, Wesley for the title at the end. Yeah, for the title at the end. That was pretty much the main main story. And that Ilya Dragunov is, I think, I don't know. Is he's, he fighting the winner? He's fighting the yeah, winner. Yeah, I he's fighting. guess. Yeah, he because he won his match against Trick Williams, so he should get the yeah. next title shot. So there you Correct. go. All kinds of that's other stuff. All right, so look, for Dynamite, this is the one that I have the least um, amount of notes for. And I just... that's the only show I actually watched. <laughs> well, it's it's okay. We'll, we'll still go through the card and see what happens. Vlad, do you got notes for this or what? I have some minor notes, but I wouldn't say they're like detailed notes, you know. I have notes that I just took, you know, of what, right. of what I thought were highlights. All right, well, let's start. If, let's see if you could explain this first segment to me. So it turned out to be... Uh, the Elite and Kenny Omega came out with the Young Bucks, right? So it's always a happening when you got all three of the Elite together, right? And um, so they're they're they thrown they're thrown into a match against Bullet Club Gold, right? But this match didn't come off, right? It didn't happen. No, no, it just becomes a big a big schmoz. Big it was just yeah, a, br a brawl started and then yeah. the match never actually started. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was really confused by this. Like, it's like, what is going on here? Well, what's his name? Uh, beat up the referee, Juice Robinson. So oh, he took oh, out yeah, the that, ref. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And at that point, they didn't want to have the match because I, I guess that's that's too much. You know what I mean? So hold on one second. I'm pulling up that's my a weird fight. way to start the show. <laughs> pulling up my Fighter Fest notes. Okay, this was Fighter Fest, by the way. You know, I like when these weekly shows have like a name. Like NXT this week was Heat Wave, you know. Kind of, kind of makes it feel like a little, a little special, you know. So uh, let's even move if along. they're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will say that you know what? I didn't hate this opening segment. It was chaotic, and sometimes chaos is good. Sometimes you don't want to just start like you always do with like a match. Like, a, well, they were about to have a six-man, a trios match. Excuse me, which they've done maybe a million times on this show. 
So I think starting with some chaos can be good sometimes. Uh, Better than I, them actually I mean, having a six-man match. You're right. Absolutely. You took the word, that part right out of my mouth. Yes. All right. So another thing that happened was uh, Ray Phoenix versus John Moxley. So this is a booking where these guys are all involved in the Spring Stampede. Not Spring Stampede. Stadium Stampede. Sorry. Stadium Stampede. <laughs> that was a that was a slip. Yeah. Oh my God, Vlad, that's uh uh, so state. What, what was it? <laughs> Frank, Frank was uh, was that an old WCW show? That was WCW, was yeah. 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 Okay. So okay. Uh, stadium stampede. So Ray Phoenix and Moxley. So they had a they had a Moxley Ray Phoenix type of match. Um, I don't know if you guys want to make any comments about it. Other other than this is one of those where like these guys are doing all kinds of dangerous stuff right before a pay per view that's supposed to be big. Like, doesn't everyone want to show up to that show? Like a lot of these guys are trying their damnedest not to get on this show. You know, so but <laughs> Ray Phoenix. Match. <laughs> I thought it was just okay. Yeah, Ray Phoenix actually is off that show, so it kind of makes sense a little bit now why he was doing all them flips. Doesn't matter if he hurt himself; he's not going to be there, right, Vlad? I I think you told me that uh, he's had some kind of problem getting a visa, a visa or something. Issues. Visa issue, visa issue is what I heard. So that's why they had to pull him from the show, make it a five on five. Brought in Santana and Ortiz. Santana, who I'm a big fan of. Wait, or is it Ortiz? I'm a, which one is Santana's the taller one, right? Yeah, Ortiz is the goofier one. Yeah. The, yeah. So Santana, I like. I know he's been injured. Off, you know, off. He was off for a year or so. Uh, so I like them as a team, and uh, but it looks like they're heels here. Came back as heels, um, which I guess they're better suited for, anyways. Um, I mean, this match is going to be still pretty, pretty ridiculous. I mean, I don't know how you're going to, they're going to be able to pull this off. It's going to be hard to fathom how they do this in front of. <laughs> this is a train wreck um, waiting to happen. Robert, yeah. we haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. Um, what do you, do you have any ideas about that stadium stampede feud with everybody going on in that? Is, is that something no you're into? What, what could happen I, I don't, I don't know what the stadium stampede is. Oh man. I'm it's basically there. the best friends, the Lucha brothers and orange Cassidy. And they were fighting the Blackpool combat club. They've just been having a thing for the past few weeks. Okay. So, and Eddie Kingston is with it. Eddie Kingston is with them too. Cause Ray Phoenix is out. Yeah. So those guys are feuding against Blackpool Combat Club, who were supposed to find partners to do Stadium Stampede, and this is all Eddie Kingston idea. So <laughs> I don't know. You've seen a, have you seen a Stadium Stampede before? Uh, mm -hmm. Those type of oh, is it a, oh, is it a okay. WCW thing or no? It's no, an no, AW no, thing. No, this is all it AW was thing. it was from thing. the pandemic era when they had no audience, so they would fight uh -oh. in a. In that football field, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. you know, yes. Then, then I did did see that, but I just forgot that's what it was called. Yeah, but that was that, in an yeah. empty yes. stadium, yeah. so we don't yeah. really understand what the fuck is gonna go on here. But I, well, I they, assume they did. I think I think they did one even when it wasn't empty, and it ended up being pretty crappy. And then I think they got to the ring at the end, but yeah, I, I don't have high hopes for this match. I mean, I I don't. Yeah, I mean, some people actually like the people involved. I. I'm not a fan of most of them. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan of Santana, uh, Claudio, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, Eddie Kingston I enjoyed on the mic, but as a wrestler, eh, not really. 
right, well, let me move on to the next segment. I want to hear your thoughts about this uh, Chris Jericho and Will Ospreay contract signing. Um, They had a pretty intense promo battle. Ospreay got some time on the mic. I don't know. There's something about him talking that's just kind of, like, jarring to me. (laughs) I don't know what it is. He's not us. What do you mean? By the accent. (laughs) I don't know. I was trying to listen to him, but I'm like, I kind of got tired of listening to him. If well, that makes it's weird you, you watch a lot of uh, English Premier League, so you, aren't you, you should be more familiar with this type of accent. Uh, yeah, no, I am. But, dude, English Premier League, those those are like the nicest, most proper, like, you know, tennis commentators are, co- you know, commentating. Like, this guy is uh, – I don't know. He, he doesn't sound like a golf commentator. Let's just put it that way, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but does anyone, either of you have any thoughts about this? Uh, I thought let's... this was really good, actually. I'll yeah, just say I real quick. So I, thought, I thought this was great. I almost, I, I'm, I'm almost hesitant to say great, but I think, the, yeah, I think I'm going to lean towards great. This was actually <laughs> Jericho's, uh, like, best stuff in a while. Uh, and Oscar so, was pretty like, good here, too. I mean, yeah, him, the part about him telling him, I called you and I told you not to do such high-risk moves because I, I want you to prolong your career. You owe me for that. You know, all that stuff. I'm like, is that something that really needs to be brought up at this point? Well, like, that's why, No, that's why, that's why I mentioned earlier in the show when you were talking about Terry Funk, that the point that you were trying to make, it gets brought up during this segment. That's <laughs> um, true. By Chris Jericho. So I was like... I'm gonna to remember to say that again. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yep. I, I mean, I, it is a point. It's a real a lot, point. Actually, I, I enjoyed this segment a lot. Um, this is pretty. This was pretty cool. Uh, um, Chris Jericho is very hyped up for this match, especially after uh, Osprey asked him, "Are are you even taking this match seriously?" Uh, and Jericho, the way Jericho responded, you can tell he definitely is uh, taking it pretty seriously. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to this one actually. You are looking forward to this, okay? Because this is one that I've heard has been criticized as a booking, just in general. Like Vlad, did you say you didn't like this booking at the originally? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I admit that I. I don't know what what you could really. Well, what Osprey's going to have to do to get Jericho to have a good match is going to be hard to see. But as far as just this segment, I enjoyed. Uh, I thought it was. You know, usually Jericho's stuff is a lot of tongue in cheek, a lot of like hard to take serious stuff i think he was pretty serious here more than he usually is um so i enjoyed that aspect of it there was some realism based on it and i thought osprey kind of did well yeah his accent kind of throws you a bit maybe that's what kind of threw you can i don't know yeah but, but he did seem I, I think, serious he's at least it he seems serious you see he said some stuff that was like you know you know it was pretty good overall all right, how about this next booking for this Dynamite before the pay-per-view? It's a Texas Tornado match. Uh, FTR. <laughs> no, wait, hold on. It's um, Swerve Strickland and AR Fox against That's Darby right. Allen and Nick Wayne, which is kind of close to what was originally booked. Swerve and AR Fox against uh, Darby and Sting instead of Nick Wayne. But now... Uh, they have this match, which is very similar to a match they're supposed to have in a couple of days. And again, everyone's flying everywhere ahead of this big pay-per-view, like taking all kinds of risky bumps, AR Fox specifically. But seeing as what happened after the match, it makes a little sense now. Again, 
that uh, it didn't matter for him because he's not going to be on that card. I mean, he might be in some way, but uh, yeah. what do you what do you think of of the ending to this, Robert? When uh, Swerve Strickland uh, basically threw Ar Fox out of the Mogul Embassy for getting pinned by an eighteen year old kid? That it was dumb. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. It's just. Um... It just made it seem like they they were planning to kick him out anyways at some point. I don't know. It's it just felt really dumb and rushed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess they're trying to put Swerve over here as like a heel. Yeah. But um, the 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 bad part about it to me was that oh, I kind oh, of really liked. Well, well, one other thing, like the the follow up after that, where where um, uh, what's his name um. Darby came out. Yeah, Darby came out and, you know, extended his hand to AR Fox and AR Fox immediately, like, you know, um, hugged him. I, I thought I, I thought there could have been at least a little bit of hesitation, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just two weeks ago, he yeah. literally yeah. almost killed Nick Wayne. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> this this, was, this was happening a little too fast, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, that's just... Hey, but that's how benevolent Darby Allen is. He'll forgive his friends. You know, you'll always okay, be but my at friend, least AR man. AR Fox um Fox's reaction to that could you know he could have like at least hesitated like oh should I should I not but no he was like right away he's like oh yeah we're cool now like really <laughs> yeah I don't know well he's got nowhere to go all his friends ditched him so of course he's I know he's gonna go back with his tail tucked between his legs though it's a little shameful. But to, to me, I was going to say the, the thing, the bad part about this to me was that I thought AR Fox was doing really well as a heel. Really, really well. Oh, crap. I, mean, I, I agree. Yeah. That's true. Hey, hold on to that thought, guys. My earbud died batteries, so I got to go get some headphones that have wires. Just give me 30 <laughs> seconds. Talk, talk amongst yeah. yourselves about AR Fox. <laughs> hey, he's very. <laughs> I mean, poor AR Fox. The guy turns heel three weeks ago, and they make a big deal out of it. And three weeks later, they kick him out of the group. Like, what was the point of what happened three weeks ago? I mean, this is some ridiculous booking right there. But I guess it's just to get Christian involved, or I don't even know what the point of it was. Maybe get more star power on the show. Christian's obviously a bigger name than AR Fox, but oh, of course, yeah. So I'm he's the, the TNT champion, or I'm sorry, wait, no, uh, he's the guy that holds it. <laughs> he's the guy that says he's the TV uh, TV champion. That's all that matters. All right. Well, good point. Yeah, I, for, I forgot to mention that, Vlad. That yes, uh, Christian is going to enter this match, which is cool. That's uh, a nice addition for the. Uh, I will say Christian cut another great heel promo here, real quick. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to go what he said because I mean, but he was great. I mean, he's just such a great heel. I mean, he's he's pretty much the best heel promo uh, when he, you know, it's it's him and maybe like when MJF is heel. Well, MJF obviously because he's, he's just a great promo no matter what. But Christian is really talented on the mic. You know, so very very talented. Oh, he's he uh, he said some really bad things talented. here, right? About uh, about. Who was AR Fox? AR Fox. Fox. No, didn't he say something about uh, Nick? Oh, Nick Wayne's dad. Oh yeah, uh, Darby too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Nick Wayne's dad. Nick, Nick Wayne's, Wayne's dad. dad. That's yeah. right. That's right. 
That's right. He's done that before, though. He did that with Jungle Boy's dad. So he goes, he goes straight for the jugular. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Christian is is vicious. He gets personal real quick, real quick. All right. So how about these two interviews that this they did? They finally didn't do like a comedy segment and an in-ring promo. So uh, one week before the last Dynamite, before uh, the pay-per-view, it was a backstage sit-down interview with the. Who interviewed them? Renee? Was it Renee Paquette? Renee. Yeah. Yeah. So, Renee, so first Renee. he interviewed MJF and then Adam Cole. And this was their last chance to get anything, Get if we could get any answers or any clues about what's going to happen. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about just the interviews first before we get to the main event and uh, what happened in that tag team match between the Ring of Honor t- tag team champions and, and Adam Cole and... MJF. So, how about comments just about these two interviews, Vlad? Let's start with you. Well, Coles was kind of weird uh, to start with that. He he was like calm, and then as they kind of kept showing like the videos of like where it looked like he might be turning on MJF, he was he just he lost it. Oh, why are you asking me these questions? I'm out of here. Oh, da, 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 da. I'm like what? well yeah he's tired of people questioning their friendship obviously yeah but it seemed like an overreaction that's for sure it seemed like he it it wasn't warranted you know it didn't seem warranted you know but i kind of i thought i thought that was kind of silly mjf was like you know he kind of really baby face promo but his smile at the end still makes you think like this guy's up to something, man. There's no way he can. There's no way MJF can be that nice. For God's sakes, it's MJF. He's the devil, right? That's just a gimmick. So it's like, there's no way. So something is going to have to give here. Uh, you know, I, I know I've said my piece that I think it's going to be Cole that turns on MJF, but I could see either one still happening. I mean, I could see either one kind of still turning on the other. And they're definitely. I think they're doing a decent enough job where you don't. You just don't know. And I think that's. I guess you give them a little credit to the to the fact that you're not 100% sure one way or another. But, I, I mean, there, we didn't really learn much from these interviews except for the fact that we really just don't know what to expect still. We really don't. Uh, Robert, before I get your predictions, because we, we haven't gotten them from you. We did it on the, on the show the other day about what we think is going to happen for uh, All In between these two guys. But... Uh, just since we're reviewing this dynamite, do you have any co- comments about these two uh, backstage interviews? Um, I, I thought MJS was good, but I don't know, like him maintaining a, a face persona throughout an entire interview and like maintaining his composure too, like I, I think is a little off-putting for me. I don't know personally. Whereas um, uh, Adam Cole, he he's supposed to be like you know um the, the the face between the two of them um and he's the one that loses his goal. <laughs> i don't know i i i feel like uh i, I know what I, I that going to wasn't really supposed to go to into predictions just yet but i i think it it makes it seem like adam cole's the one that's going to be the one that's turning on mjf and not the other way around that's my guess is based on how these interviews went <laughs> man yeah. that would be crazy <laughs> Or it could just be something they want us to think. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It, it, that that could be misleading too. So yeah, it could yeah. just be the simple answer. It could just be the one that everyone should be expecting, which is MJF 
turning on everybody like he does like he always does like he always has flat he's done like two already flashes of baby faceness and then he always says you remember i'm i'm actually the devil right the the, the right. greatest trick the devil ever played was believing that he making people believe that he didn't exist right he, he took that line from cm punk with, so yeah. there you go but you know but he's been true to that like always in AEW. so but I, I, I don't know if you heard my prediction, Robert, but my <laughs> I said it on the last show. I'll just mention it to you here real quick. But my prediction is that they're going to stay friends, that Broderick Strong is going to come out and, like, kind of distract MJF, like, by accident, and he's going to cost him the match, and then at the end they're going to hug it out and stay friends, and the crowd's going to pop. Wait, so wait, oh, MJ, MJF is going to lose? Cole's going to win? No, Cole's going to lose. Gonna... Cole's going to lose. Oh, he's going to come. Oh, Roddy's going to come in. Okay. Adam Cole's going to be like, what are you doing here? Get out of here, man. I don't need, you know, just I need to do this myself or something. And then that's going to be like the distraction that's going to cause him to lose. So, but then they're going to stay friends and they'll be like Ring of Honor tag team champions. So, well, let me go through what happened at the rest of this show. Because there was a incident with the Ring of Honor cha- tag team champions who fought uh the hardys right matt and jeff hardy uh ozzy open so that was a good showcase for them and jeff hardy just did the job took took the pin clean square in the middle of the ring you know good on him you know he's uh he's back in the game you know he's got through his troubles and he's doing uh what he can for the wrestling business at this point because i guess that's just the most he can give is to put somebody over and make them look good so at least he did a good job there and Ozzy Open got the mic, and they were talking crap about MJF and Adam Cole, saying there's no way they're going to hit the kangaroo kick or the uh, the double clothesline. Double clothesline. And then they come out, right? They, they, they stomp out together in unison to their new amazing theme song, their, their mix of their two songs. <laughs> and uh, they get into, like, a brawl, a good brawl with these guys. This has been a good feud. Uh, for the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles, giving it a little attention. That's pretty good. And then uh, at the end, he was going to hit the kangaroo kick, but he didn't. Like, they bailed out of the ring. And then what happened? What was the, what was the ending? Uh, oh, they were going to hold – He Adam Cole almost kicked MJF, right? While while MJF was holding one of the guys, and he was – He almost super kicked him, and MJF got really pissed and looked at him. And, you know, he was – looking at his dynamite dynamite diamond ring thinking like should i clock this guy with it and then they hugged it out (laughs) so back and forth this really schizophrenic mjf is kind of crazy he has like evil these like real like deep-seated evil evil intentions that he's trying to like fight off but he it's, it's it seems like it's real so i don't know i could see both ways happening i could see mjf Staying face, I could. I think they could do that if they want. Like, it's a perfect spot for him to stay face if he really wanted to. I don't know though. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen that way where Adam Cole turns on him. If anything, this friendship is just gonna continue because I think, I think it's been hot and they're gonna try to ride it out. But I think. So what's your prediction, Vlad? I think the kingdom. It's going to interfere, meaning the kingdom and Roddy, and they're going to cost. Either they're going to. Co- I think my prediction is they're going to cost MJF 
the title, and, and it's going to end up being the Coles like with the kingdom. Now, I don't know if they're going to reveal all of that this show, or are they waiting for the next? It would make sense for them to do it on this show because this is like the big crowd, right? 80,000 people. It's just so weird to have a pay-per-view the very next week again. And, you know, <laughs> I've seen that before. So that's kind of only reason I'm kind of 90% locked in with my pick. I'm more like 75% because I just don't know what, maybe they're saving something for this, for the second pay-per-view. Okay. Well, all right. I think, uh, oh, wait, the one thing we didn't talk about was uh, the Acclaimed and the House of Black. Oh, right. So the Acclaimed came out, and they called out the House of Black, and they were going to get beat down uh, when Billy Gunn made his triumphant return as the badass Billy Gunn, not as daddy ass, because Vlad wasn't too fond of that gimmick. So he's gonna be serious Maybe now. Neither. <laughs> he's gonna. They're gonna try to win these titles again. This is their third opportunity. It looks like it should happen here, I guess. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, so that's it. We're done. We covered all all the wrestling from this week. We talked about what we had to talk about, and that's about it. So we're yes. we're in Los Angeles. If anyone's interested, all of all of us buddies here, we're. We'll do this show live in LA. So the show's gonna start at nine AM for us. So I don't know which one of you think you're actually gonna wake up at nine AM. I'm thinking I'm gonna watch a replay at some point. Try to stay away from the internet because it's just too early. I don't really wanna be cracking open a beer at nine AM, you know? I, kinda... <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I'm I'm I might watch a replay also. On that same day I'm I'm going to a, a Metallica concert, so <laughs> I, I might not watch it. Yeah, I might not watch it until the next day, Monday. So we'll see. Where's Metallica playing? Uh, SoFi. Wow, nice. Oh man, you're you're gonna get all the spoilers. There's no way you can avoid spoilers for one whole day. Uh, then, then maybe I should watch it live. Then I don't know. We'll see. I, I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, all right then. With that being said, I'm gonna call it close to this show. Good show, guys. Thank you for coming on. Um, Wait, before we leave, before we leave, I just want to say. One thing, I, I, I know everybody wants to get out of here and start their weekend, but just real quick. Last week, I gave AEW Dynamite a C-. minus. I mentioned this to Kehan. I must have been drunk because that was one of the worst shows I've ever seen. That If there's ever a show that deserved a, a, a worse grade. So I, I said I'm going to retract that C- minus and give it a D. I didn't even give a grade for this show. This show was actually a lot better than the, the previous week's show. I think this is more like in between a C to B minus, a C plus to B minus. But last week's show that I gave a C minus to, I'm changing that now to a D. I just want that on the record books. All right. Noted. Noted. Yeah. That's all. I'll, I'll make a note of it in the bookmarks of our, of our YouTube video. Vlad <laughs> retracts <laughs> last week's grade. But I gave that show an F, Robert. And our and our highest viewed yeah, yeah, video, told me. Told me. the highest viewed video of our YouTube channel last week was the one of us discussing the cha- Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match. <laughs> God. So I guess that I don't know if you saw I don't know if you saw this, Robert, but it's one of the cringiest things in it. No, in I, I, didn't, I didn't watch I didn't watch any wrestling last week at all. You're lucky. Well, you're, you're lucky. You you're lucky. It. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Sure are. 
Well, you're all caught up on all the angles now. And right. uh, thank you for listening, whoever's out there. And we hope you enjoyed the show or that we could have, like, you know, at least uh, kept kept you company or kept you busy for a little while if you're at work or whatever, listening to podcasts. Uh, oh, you know, I never mention to people that we have social media. If you're, if you're listening, add us on social media. We could use some followers, anything. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever. Twitter. We got it. We're, Twitter. We're at uh, Malapert underscore Smark. So join us on there. We'll get little clips here and there. Catch us wherever you can. We're trying to talk wrestling. All wrestling all the time, baby. All right. That's it for this episode of the Malapert Smart Show. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Yeah. All right, guys. All right.